and welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma, and this is a podcast where I talk about books. Today, I'm going to be talking about You Should See Me in a Crown by Leah Johnson, which has been so hyped. If you're part of the book community, like i.e. if you watch booktubers or or on Bookstagram or anything like that other than just listening to my fabulous podcast, then you've probably heard of this book because it has received so much hype since it came out last year. I literally have been hearing about this book for months and months, and I finally decided to go to Target and to pick it up. I'm not sponsored by Target. I just felt like telling you where I went and bought it. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll cut Whatever. So yeah, that is what I'm going to be talking about today. And basically, this is a book about a high school student named Liz Lighty, who's a senior, and she gets accepted into this really prestigious college, Pennington, and she does not end up getting the scholarship she thinks she's going to get, and so she cannot go there unless she wins prom queen, because in her small town in Indiana, prom king and queen, the winners receive a scholarship for college, and so she decides to run. Now, here's the thing. Liz is black, so she lives in this small white town in Indiana, and that definitely presents a problem because she's neither popular nor white. So that's the basic idea and premise of what this book is about. Um, let's see if I have anything else to say before we get started. I guess I should mention I picked this book up because I wanted to celebrate Black History Month, and part of that for me means reading black authors and buying black media and consuming it and whatever which is why I went to Target and I had the idea when I went there that I was going to get this book just because I'd seen it everywhere and everybody said it's really good and it totally deserves the hype. I'm going to talk more about the hype at the um, discussion section, but definitely, definitely would recommend this book. It was so good and it's kind of funny because I keep saying, like, I feel like I've said a couple times, like, oh, you know, I'm not really into YA anymore and this is clearly definitely a YA novel because it's set in high school all around prom, but it, it felt, it was really good and it I really, really enjoyed it, even though I'm not in high school and I'm not getting ready for prom or anything like that. And excuse me, I'll talk about why I think that is later on as well. But I went to Target, forgot what I was there for, looked around that. That's where I found Toni Morrison's The Source of Self-Regard, which is kind of a book that is a collection of her different essays, speeches, reflections, anything like that, which I'm currently reading. And I'm going to talk about all of that at the end as well when I'm talking about what the next episode will be. And so I found that and I was like, oh, I don't know what I came here for, but I can't find it. And then I kept walking and then I found this book, which is what I came to Target for. And I ended up purchasing both of them for February to read. So now that we got that out of the way, let's, let's do it. Okay. So we got some plot spoilers that are coming up. If you do not want, you should see me in a crown by Leah Johnson to be spoiled. Stop here, go read the book, which again, I will say I definitely recommend it and then come back and listen to this episode. Let's get started. Let's get into it. Here is the plot summary. So I've already said at the beginning of the book, Liz finds out that she doesn't get the scholarship to Pennington, and she wants to go there so she can be pre-med, but also be in their orchestra, their band. She is, I think she's a clarinet player, and she's also like, kind of like the kid in charge in band, and she's really close with her band teacher who got her the audition and all of that and she finds out at the beginning that she did not get the scholarship. She also wants to go to Pennington because that's where her mom went to school and her mom had sickle cell and passed away when she was in I think elementary school 
if I'm remembering right. Her younger brother, Robbie, also has sickle cell, so that's, like, part of the plot, and they live with their grandparents. And so she knows that her grandparents, if she doesn't get the scholarship, will sell the house so that she can go there, but she doesn't want them to sell the house. So she doesn't tell them, and instead, her brother says, run for prom queen. And at first, she's like, I don't know. And then she gets together with her three best friends. So we have Gabby, who is pretty rich. Um, They've been friends since elementary school, whatever. Her parents are... uh, always fighting. They always hang out there. Then there is Britt, who's on the rugby team. And, you know, she's like, she's there to, you know, pound somebody down if they're uh, mean. And then there's Stone, who's kind of this like hippie girl. I wouldn't say hippie, but she's very much into astrology and all of that good stuff. She's also a coder because later on, so Liz, her friends are like, yes, you should run for prom queen. Let's do this. And Gabby takes charge and says, Liz, I'm going to help you win this. And so she is telling Liz what clothes to wear, what events to do, who to be seen with, who not to be seen with. And that becomes an issue later on as well. And um, Stone makes this uh, this algorithm. That's not what I'm, I don't know. She codes something so that they have this thing called Campus Confidential, which is basically just another social media that, or it's called Campbell Confidential, I think. And Campbell's the name of their town and like school and whatever. And they use it based on like mentions and whatever to figure out like where you place. So the way that their prom queen and king works or the prom court. So you have four or five weeks where you run for prom court and then one week where the court is the top four people and they then are running for prom king or queen. It's based off of your GPA, volunteer events, and then also like popularity, i.e. votes. And so... Liz is like, okay, I'm going to do this. And she shows up to the first meeting and this girl walks in late and she's a new student. She's running for a prom queen, which makes no sense to me because she's new, but whatever. And we find out her name is, excuse me, her name is Mac. She's this white girl with um, bright red hair and she dresses kind of funky, but like in a cool way, you know, and she's just kind of out there. And so at the beginning, Madame something, I don't know, their French teacher whose name I forgot, is like in charge of prom And so she's going through the rules. And one of the rules is that you cannot take somebody of the same sex to prom. And what I haven't mentioned yet is that Liz is a lesbian. So, but she's not out. Like her family and her best friends know, but nobody else knows this. And so she's not really planning on taking anybody. But you know, this new girl, Mac, she kind of catches her eye. You know what I mean? And so Liz starts on her journey. Now there's the mean girl, Rachel, who's super popular and hates Liz and is already saying racist things about her, like being like, is affirmative action going to be taken for prom court? Which is so jank because the only, there's like two black kids in the school, Liz, and then her middle school best friend, Jordan, who is a boy, not Jordan girl, Jordan boy. And they stopped being friends in freshman year of high school when Liz came to see him the first day of school and he pretended like he didn't know her and she was really hurt by that, obviously, as you would be if your best friend pretends that they don't know you anymore. And he's become popular and Liz has been kind of like the smart band girl, if you know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you know exactly what group I'm talking about. And so her, so then uh, Max says something like, white women are the uh, biggest they get a lot from affirmative action. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, so then Liz is like, ooh, Mac's cool, and Rachel sucks and is racist. She's like, you know, you know what I mean. Anyways, and then so it goes on. Liz is going to events. She ends up at a lot of the same events as Jordan, and at first it's very strained because she 
is still upset with him for how he acted towards her freshman year. And now it's three or four years later, senior year. But they eventually are like, okay, let's just try and be friends. And what's also the thing is that the front runner from prom queen was Jordan's girlfriend, M. But M has disappeared. And nobody knows, well, like Jordan knows and like some of her friends know what happened to her, but nobody, they're being very quiet, hush hush about, nobody knows where she went, when she'll be back, anything like that. So that has opened up prom queen for like maybe somebody else to win because she was the shoe in before that. And so they're like doing these events, Liz ends up getting closer to Mac and they're kind of being, you know, flirty and whatever. And, um... Let me see what happens next. Like a lot of different prom events happen. Like there's a bake sale, a food fight sort of thing that happens. Liz and Gabby are getting in fights because Gabby's saying things about changing Liz's hair. Uh, she's changed the way Liz dresses completely. And then Liz starts getting close to Mac and um, Gabby is not about it. She's like, people are going to figure it out that you're a lesbian. So like you cannot be with her. And, um, yeah, so then Liz gets very upset by that and her and Mac end up going on a date. They have the same favorite band. I don't, I don't remember what the band is called. And Mac ends up getting tickets and she's like, Liz, will you come with me? And Liz is like, yeah, I will come with you. And they go and then they, while they're there, they're like, will you be my girlfriend? She's like, yes. I don't remember who asked who, but Liz tells Mac that she's not out and Mac thinks that this means that it's not safe for Liz to be out. So she says, okay, we can keep it on the DL, which Liz isn't telling her that the reason she can't be out is because then she won't win prom queen because Mac is also running, blah, blah, blah. At this point now, Liz is calling her Amanda. That's her real name. Her last name's McCarthy. So she went by this nickname, but she likes for Liz to call her Amanda now because they're girlfriends. And they come back and Ma Amanda, see, now I got to switch what I call her. Amanda drops out for prom queen because she says, I got what I came here for. We find out on the state that her parents are from Campbell and her mom won and ran prom queen or ran for prom queen or something like that and talked about how she made so many friends and it was so much fun. And she was like, if I had to move here three quarters of the way through my senior year, I might as well do this thing because her mom has also passed away. I can't remember from what, maybe cancer. I don't know. And um, so she drops out because she's like, I got what I came here for. Like, I got what I set out to do, which is she found Liz's girlfriend, like whatever. So the next day she's trying to like come and sit with Liz and her friends. And Gabby is low-key very homophobic, like get out of here, like blah, 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 all this different stuff. And Gabby at the same time is pushing for Liz to hang out more with Jordan, which Jordan's still dating um, as far as everybody knows. And Jordan also knows that Liz likes girls. And so she's like, hang out with him, hang out with him. Your numbers always go up when you're hanging out with him. And Liz is like, I don't know, like, this seems like, I don't, I don't like this. And they end up getting in another fight about all of that. And then Liz ends up going to this party at Jordan's house after all of that. Um, her and Mac, I think, hang out after school. And then they kind of like make up and make out and all of that good stuff. And they show up to the party and throughout all of this, Rachel's still being whatever. And Liz is meeting some of the other popular girls who are running like, oh, there's a there's a flag football game. And Liz is like the secret weapon and helps them win. And then Rachel like body checks her and Liz twists her ankle or whatever. And so Rachel's numbers go way down and Liz's go way up and all this different stuff. So then they're at this party. It's at Jordan's house and Max there or Amanda and she's hanging out with this 
other girl from another school and Liz is very jealous, but she's hanging out with some of the popular kids like Jackson, Jackson with an X and like some of the other people like Quinn. I think there's like some girl named Lucy, like all these other girls and she's having a good time and she's like, I finally feel like I fit in and that like she's understanding like, oh, like all this different stuff that the popular people aren't just like mean or whatever. And that's another point I'm going to get at later. And she's having such a good time. And then she confronts Mac or Amanda about being with this girl and because she's super jealous. And Amanda's like, are you jealous? And then Liz is like, well, you didn't even say hi to me all night. And Amanda says, well, you don't you want to pretend like I don't even exist in public, all this different stuff. They get into a fight and they end up breaking up because it comes out that Liz can't be out because she needs to win prom queen. And so but she doesn't say why. She just says that she needs to win prom queen. She can't do that if people know that they're dating. So Amanda breaks up with her and leaves. Liz has apparently anxiety puking. Oh, I forgot to say she also has really bad anxiety, which is like another plot point is her dealing with it. And like another reason that her and Jordan kind of become good friends again. At this point, they're good friends again. And uh, is that he like knows about this and how to help her and all this different stuff. And um, she ends up puking and then Jordan brings her upstairs and she like falls asleep. And the next day they like go out for breakfast or whatever. And she doesn't puke because of alcohol, just anxiety puking, just so we're clear. And um, they go out for breakfast and then they realize people are watching them and they look on Campus Confidential and there's all of these things with hashtag replacement M. So people think that now they're dating and she and Liz knows the only person who would do that is Gabby, like because of like how the whole thing worked out or whatever. And then Jordan also is apologizing for freshman year. He says, after you didn't respond to my letter, I just thought you didn't want to be friends anymore. And Liz is like, what letter? He says, the letter I gave Gabby, that was an apology letter. I didn't want to apologize in person because I knew that you would just take me back immediately. And I wanted you to like really think about or whatever. And she's like, I never got a letter. So, whoa, she shows up at Gabby's and like yells at Gabby and Gabby's like, I was just losing my best friend. I knew that you would go back to him and I would be all alone. If you can't tell, I cannot stand Gabby's character. She was, she was not a good friend. And so it turns out she never gave this letter to Liz and Liz is like, we're done. Like, what the heck? She leaves, um, then uh, the next day at school or like whenever they're at school next, there's this drunk driving like thing where they like I don't know if your guys' schools did it, but mine did, where they, like, dress up some people in prom clothes, and they do their makeup, and they pretend like they got in a drunk driving accident and died and whatever, and while Liz is getting ready, Quinn and I think Lucy are saying, like, do you think Rachel's gonna go through with, like, whatever thing, and then Liz also, at this point, decides to rebrand, so she's wearing her own clothes, doing her hair how she likes it, and she gets Jordan and Britt and Sloan to help her with this, and they put up this giant, like, paper mural thing, in the cafeteria that says F your fantasy, except it uses the actual F word, but I'm not a huge swearer. I don't feel like making this um, rated explicit, so I'm not going to use it. Anyway, so this is like her new rebranded thing. And like, she's like, what, like, I'm me, like all this different stuff. And she has like a little post that goes along with it. She gets pulled into the principal's office. He's like, blah, blah, blah. And she didn't technically break any rules, so they can't kick her out, but they kind of threaten to. And the French teacher lady is like, you know, you're on track to be the first black girl on potential prom queen, like whatever. So you know how that be, you know that, what she's trying to do there. And Liz is like, whatever. And then like, so then 
whatever. It's the next week. She comes to school. Her brother is like decided to stay home because he's not feeling well or or no, actually, I think this happens before that. So he shows up. No. Okay. So that she goes to school and somebody has taken a video of her and Mac breaking up at Jordan's party and posted it all over Campus Confidential and posted like flyers and stuff of her all around the school about the fact that she is gay. And so that blows up everywhere. She gets pulled into the office again with Amanda. The principal's threatening to like kick her out. And then the French teacher puts her foot down and is like, absolutely not. If you do that, I'm going to come clean about all these different things I know. So apparently the French teacher knows some secrets about this principal. And so she ends up still being in the running, but she's been outed in front of the entire school, which is so awful. But this most of the school has been very good about it. So Gabby shows up like in the middle of the principal trying to kick them out or whatever. And she's like, look at Campus Confidential. Like, look at all these different tweets and they're all mighty strong. So Liz's last name is Lighty. And so it's like Mac and Lighty put together because after the football game, they said Lighty strong after she got like a a not like hit by Rachel or whatever. And it's obvious that Rachel was the one behind all of this. Like we already been new. So Rachel ends up getting kicked out of running for prom because of this. Liz ends up making prom court, and then the day she's supposed to find out whether or not she, oh no, the day she's supposed to find out if she's on prom court, her brother has a flare-up with his sickle cell, so she goes to the hospital and doesn't find out. Gabby and Jordan both show up. They tell her, oh, you made prom court or whatever, and it's like, oh my god, and I think her grandparents at this point find out. She ends up apologizing to Mac and, like, explaining the whole thing about the scholarship, and, like, they're starting to, like, become friends again and whatever, and then um, the voting happens, but we don't, we're not going to know who wins till prom. Mac ends up asking her to prom or Amanda, whatever, and they go together. Gabby and Liz end up making up for whatever reason. They show up to prom. Emma's there. She has like a conversation with her. And then Rachel comes by and says something about rehab. So we can assume that she was in rehab for something. And then the other friends are trying to pull... Rachel away for it being awful and then Liz wins prom queen and it ends at prom with her like dancing with her or it ends at prom with her dancing with Amanda and then they kiss on the dance floor Ooh, and that's the end so well there we go that was you should see me in a crown and it was a good time so moving on to the discussion section we have to start again with the hype which I already touched on so like I've been hearing about this book everywhere one, I have a lot of favorite booktubers. So one of them is Jesse the Reader, and this was one of his top books of 2020. And he said that reading this book was like listening to the song Dynamite by BTS, just like a good time. And I'm not a huge, like, I'm not into K-pop or anything like that. And Dynamite's like a good song, but like, I'm not super fan of it or whatever. But I understand what he's saying, because while there are like very emotional parts of this book, like when we're hearing about Liz's mom being, having passed away, or Liz having to deal with her different issues with her friends or being outed in front of the school, whatever. Like, even through all of that, like, there are lows, but this book was just so fun to read. I read, it was a very quick, very fast read. I just had a lot of fun reading it, and it was just a very enjoyable read. The other weird thing about the hype is that other than this one booktuber, Haley in Bookland, I think is her YouTube handle or whatever, nobody ever mentioned the fact that this is the fact that Liz is gay and that she ends up dating like another girl like nobody mentions that even though in the like book flap summary like the last paragraph 
is about the only thing that makes running for prom bearable is the funny new girl Mac or whatever. So like it's not a spoiler to say that that's going to happen. So I just found it like odd that nobody mentioned that in any of their things because like a big thing on booktube is just like people being like and this is a very like um diverse love story or a diverse this or like we're seeing like this or that like we got the lgbt i don't want to say angle because that sounds like very negative and whatever but just like that you have an lgbtq plus love story whatever oops i just hit my (laughs) i just hit my microphone stand oopsie okay so i found that odd but whatever but there was a lot of reasons that I really enjoyed this book. The first, and like I think another reason why it spoke to me, even though I wasn't in high school anymore, is that while this was like a coming in of age high school, gen- I don't want to say generic YA story because it wasn't generic. It was like very good. Very, it was like different in a way that you don't see other things. It just felt very like the high school aspect was just very relatable in a way that other ones aren't. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back to my old favorite, the Kit Sweetly book. If you guys have, you guys probably know I hate that book, but so I'm going to compare it to a couple different like book slash authors. So like this book reminded me of like, so I'm a huge Sarah Dessen fan. I love her books. Um, I haven't read any in the past year, I don't think, but I have like, I don't know, I've read probably like eight of them. I've got like six on my shelf, like whatever. Like I've read a lot of them and I like a lot of them. And the reason is that while it is about like high schoolers and there's a romance like subplot, like there's also very real issues that are being, that are being dealt with, whether that be sexual assault, eating disorders, like abusive or neglected parents, like um, death of a parent or something like that, anything like that. There's, like, just serious topics that are being dealt with. And then also, like, the main girl characters are just very relatable. Not all of them, but, like, they're all different and that I can find myself in a couple of them, like, very heavily, which is why I enjoy those. And this book reminded me of a Sarah Dessen book and that there is an important romance subplot. And especially with it being a romance between two girls, you're seeing, like, a different aspect of that as well. But you're also dealing with very heavy topics of racism and homophobia. I almost said homophobia. I don't even know what that is. Is that a thing? Anyways, you're dealing with those things, but it's still fun. And it was still like, it was just a good time. And you're also like dealing with these hard topics, but in a way that it was like, this is what it's like to be black in Indiana in high school, which I obviously don't know if you're a first time listener. Well, you could probably tell because you can see me in the picture and I'm white, but like, whatever. And, um, I just felt like it was very true. And part of that is, you know, we've got a black author who is writing this and I'm pretty sure she's from the Midwest. Let me check. Yeah, she is from the Midwest. So like she grew up and like this stuff is part of this stuff probably did happen to her. And so you can just feel that and you can see it. And that's why it's such a good story. And it's also highlighting the fact that like, even in a fun story where like most of it is light like you're still seeing I wrote down casual racism which is probably not the term but there is a the freshman year flashback with Jordan the like football guys he's hanging out with want to touch Liz's hair or we've got Rachel making comments about affirmative action and anything like that so you're seeing kind of like the um what is it called 
implicit racism is that the word I'm looking for the term I'm looking for like you're seeing that in this high school setting and that you can be like I remember seeing things like that or I remember hearing stories from my black friends who have described things like that if that makes sense so like I don't know I don't know all of where I'm going because I'm just mashing all these points together but like yes and then the other book, like I mentioned earlier, Kit Sweetly, what, if you listen to that episode, you'll remember me saying that, like, it felt very checklisty to me with its diversity. It was like, do I have a black character? Check. Do I have a trans character? Check. Do I have a gay character? Check. Do I have a Asian character? Check. Like, it felt like that. And then you have the main character who is this white poor girl. And I talked about how her being poor didn't make sense to me. Whereas in this book, we have Liz, who is black, gay poor, has anxiety. We have all these different things. And instead of it feeling like, let me just give every problem in the world to my main character, she felt like an actual person in a way that the Kit Sweetly book did not feel like these people could be real or the way that they acted made sense, right? So instead of it being checklisty, it was like, no, this is intersectionality. This is like what it is. And you have like Liz constantly working and you have her like dealing with anxiety you have her brother with the illness like you have all these different things instead of it being like oh my god like why are we throwing all these things it just worked because this author actually understands these issues and knows how to write about them because I can't speak to all of those things that she's experienced but we know for sure that she's a black woman so like from the midwest so we have all of those things kind of coming in here and it just made the book more full for Liz to have this intersectionality and have it to be explored properly because like if you don't know what intersectionality is it's the idea that we have multiple identities and they come together so you can't identify as just one thing like if you're a woman like yes you're a woman but you're also a white woman or a black woman and like that difference is going to affect how you experience being a woman in a person or like your sexual orientation is part of that or your religion, your socioeconomic class, like anything like that is part of like what intersectionality means. And so it was just done very well. Um, also, since we're on the comparing people thing, let's talk about the fact that I had literally just watched the prom musical movie thing on Netflix the week before, which is, if you don't know, it's about this gay girl in Indiana who wants to take her girlfriend to prom, but the PTA won't let her And then these people from Broadway show up and they're trying to help her like win her case or whatever. And so I was like, oh, it's about prom and a gay girl in Indiana. So I was like, I wonder if these are going to be similar. They were not similar beyond the fact of the state and the fact that prom is part of it. So yeah, I just feel like I should mention that because I found it ironic that like there was such a connection between these two, but there really wasn't. So now let's talk about the friendships because I want to talk about the friendships and the popular kids and another reason why like going back to this whole thing about it like feeling like connectable even after I've like left high school I've left college all of that is that it was just the high school was written like a real high school I feel like some people when they get old enough they forget what high school is actually like and the way that they write popular people or cliques or anything like that is just not true or relatable and maybe it was for them but not for me that's like not how I experienced high school or how these people were or anything like that and here like I was reading this and it didn't map on directly to my high school 
but there was just a lot of similarities where I was like, yes, I can see this like happening. These are kind of how the groups went, things like that. And so I think that was another part that I was like, okay, yeah, this actually feels like a high school that I went to and like I can relate to some of these things and like whatever. So I guess we'll start with the popular case. I'm talking about the high school, but I also thought the friendships, the way she wrote the friendships specifically with Jordan and Gabby were like very accurate and very much like we've all had a friend that the relationship was similar to. So like with the popular kids, like as this also reminded me of Long May She Rain where when, um, shoot, what what the heck was that girl's Freya? Yeah. When Freya like becomes queen and then she meets the nobles and it's like, Hey, you're not all awful. Actually, you actually, some of you are really nice and we're friends now, but I just always prejudged you and whatever. This reminded me some like somewhat similar to this because as Liz is like running for prom queen, she ends up only mostly popular people are running. And so she like ends up kind of becoming friends with them. So like one of my favorite like sub sub characters was Quinn, who was this like, I don't remember if she was a cheerleader or on the palm squad or whatever, but she was just super nice and was like really wanted to like get to know Liz and like supported her. And she was the one that came forward and said Rachel was the one that did all the like outed Liz and like all these different things and whatever and so like and then you also meet Jackson who's the football guy who's one of Jordan's friends who also ends up becoming friends with Liz and is very supportive of her after everything happens and like whatever and like you meet a bunch of different people and like Jordan is a popular guy who is her friend now again and whatever and it just felt like accurate I don't know if that makes sense because like people are popular in high school and you don't really understand how popularity like I was not popular I would have occupied about the same space that Liz did I didn't actually fit into any specific group myself because I wasn't like whatever this is not about me but if you would ask somebody from high school like what group I was in they probably would have said I was friends with the smart band people band slash orchestra people which is kind of true, kind of not, whatever. That's not, it's not about me. You know what I mean? And so, like, I occupied the same space as her so I can understand, like, whatever. And it's just, like, in high school, that was, like, when I was involved in this church group and there was a decent amount of popular kids who were also on it and I ended up becoming friends with them. And the thing is, like, they were all very nice to me. Obviously, like Rachel, there were some really mean popular kids in high school but, like, there's also really nice ones, and it's just, like, this weird thing of, like, group dynamics, and this is just my perspective. Other people had probably much different experiences with popular kids. I never was bullied by anybody who was popular, so I'm not going to speak about that, but, like, whatever. Oh, my God. The words are not coming to me. Anyway, all of this is to say that I think the way that popular kids were written was also very accurate in a way that a lot of them are actually very nice people. They just happen to be popular and we don't interact outside of our social circles usually. So how am I to know when the media relies on stereotypes of popular kids being mean? And some of them are mean. So you're just like, if you're friends with this mean person, you must be mean, if that makes sense. And I don't, popularity is such an interesting concept and I don't have the time to truly give you my full idea and whatever about it but my full diatribe or what whatnot but I just thought the way it was written was like how I experienced people being popular in high school as well 
And so I kind of enjoyed the fact that we see like, why do we separate this way when we don't have to? Like you can clearly easily be friends with somebody who's popular even when you're not, but we just set up these weight, these like social circles and then we just aren't. Now let's talk about the friendships. Let's start with Gabby. Gabby was a bad friend. I'm just going to say it. A friend does not keep an apology letter from your best friend from you. Okay. First of all, I don't care. I don't care that you felt threatened. That is wrong. And you just like took away three years of their friendship because of that. And like also part of the reason why Liz and Jordan were such close friends is because they were two of the only black kids at school. I don't know if they were the only ones, but two of the only ones, if not the only ones. And so they have that connection and that they were always able to connect about that and to understand each other in a way that nobody else could, in a way that Gabby definitely could not because Gabby was low-key also racist, trying to make Liz fit into her white girl mold of the way she wanted her to do her hair and to dress. And she just said like some very low-key racist things in the middle of the book when her and Liz fight, but before the whole thing with Amanda, like that fight and whatever. So like, I don't know. And I feel like people have had friends where like, just because you're close when you're younger does not mean you should be close as you grow up because you change into different people. And especially like as Liz is seeing Gabby like not want her to be herself and having a girlfriend and not want her to be herself and how she wears her hair or anything like that. That's concerning things and having Gabby, you know, do the horrible thing of keeping this letter from her, I definitely would not have forgiven her. We would not have become friends again. That would have been it. And then on the flip side, we have Jordan. And before the whole thing about finding out the letter, I still enjoyed his character and the relationship that they were rebuilding because I think when you are close with somebody when you're young and you drift apart, whether that be because of a fight like with Liz and Jordan or whether it be you just like are different people or whatever, and then you come back together as you're older. It's so, it's such an interesting experience because you know so much about this person from when they're younger, but you have years of life that you need to fill back in. In a way, you still click because you have that connection. And Liz and Jordan clicked not just because they had this connection from the past, but also because they still could be friends in the future and the present and whatever. But like, I just felt like the way that they're rekindling their friendship was written was also very, I don't know, poignant or like relatable, I guess. And I just really enjoyed that as well. So would not have forgiven Gabby. Totally uh, like was about Jordan and his, I don't want to call it redemption arc, but whatever. So we are nearing the end of time. So I have got to wrap this up. I have actually addressed all of my different bullet point things that I wrote here. So let's end it with this. This was a great book. I would totally recommend it. I totally get the hype. Will this be on my best books of 2021 list? I'm not really sure. I mean, it's only February. I have not read. I mean, I've got 10 more months to go, so I don't really know. I did really enjoy it. We'll see where it ends up. I definitely totally would recommend this, even to people that are not in high school. Not No caveat, just like for everybody. I would totally, totally, totally recommend this book. So let's talk about what's going to happen next. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm pretty sure there will not be an episode next week. I am going to be out of town and so I'm not going to be having my laptop with me or anything like that. So I'm not going to be posting the first week of March. 
Now, in the last episode, I mentioned, and like at the beginning of this, I mentioned I'm reading this book by Toni Morrison, and it reads like a book you would read for school. Nothing wrong with that. I'm enjoying it, but it's going to take me a long time to read in that I don't know if I'm going to be finished with it and have time to record before I am not around with my things, right? Being vague, whatever. And so I'm thinking that that episode is probably not going to come out in February, which kind of sucks because I really wanted to get it out for Black History Month, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think because this episode's coming out in the last week of February, or it did. You can hear that. And I was going to try and post two episodes and then there wouldn't, there would be a week break and whatever. I just don't think it's going to work out. Um, I'm not making any promises, but that's probably what's going to happen. But there will for sure be no episode that first week of March. So I don't know what I'm coming back with. I don't know if that next episode will be about the Toni Morrison book or if I'm still going to be working on it and it'll be about a different book. So I don't really know. It's going to come up next week. So you can't read ahead. Sorry about that. Um, or read to keep up. I don't know if anybody does that. If you do, let me know. So I guess now I'll transition to my little outro. Follow my Instagram at I read a book once blog. You can DM me any of your thoughts, opinions. If you've read this book, let me know what you think about it. Do you think it's worth the hype? What were your favorite parts? Could also go check out my blog. I never update. I read a book once blog.com. Yeah, definitely go ahead and check that out. Maybe one day I'll update it. I'm laughing. I probably won't. I, nah, I will one day. And um, with all of that being said, I'm going to leave it there and I'll catch you guys next time.